see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley. On this episode, we once again revisit must-see technologies and trends from Pack Expo International 2022. As loyal listeners, you'll recall that our last podcast welcomed Matt Reynolds from Packaging World and Michael Costa from Pro Food World. The pair shared the standouts that they saw on the show floor. So today we welcome two more editors to the pod, Lilian Robejo from Mundo PMMI and Karen Sukni from Healthcare Packaging. Let's hear their unique takeaways as Lilian views the show as a journalist from Latin America and Karen provides her perspective as an expert on the healthcare packaging sector. Hi and welcome to Pack Expo International 2022's Must See Technology and Trends. I'm your host, moderator, Sean Riley. And we actually have our two furthest, furthest, yeah, furthest traveling editors. Um, so you guys are in for a, a special session here. We had Lilian Robalio, who uh, works for us for Mundo PMMI, which covers the Latin American market. She came all the way from Colombia. Welcome, Lilian. Thank you, Sean. And Karen Sukni from Healthcare Packaging. Um, she only came from California, so that's so it's not like really no big deal. Yeah, that's not <laughs> the same as Columbia at all. So anyway, we're just going to go over some of the things that they saw today. The the main things that jumped out at them—they're both veterans of the show and veterans of covering the industry. So we're going to hit on what they saw here at, on day three of Pack Expo. So Lillian, let's start with you. What what things did you see that really jumped out as must see? Thank you, Sean. Great to be here and. Uh visited the woods here at different exhibitors, I feel more and more like I'm uh, gazing into the future and to, into the trends reshaping our industry. And no doubt, digitalization and the so-called digital transformation are the different packaging processes shown together with sustainability, one of the game changers, no, no doubt. I see digitalization as a trend very much present in uh, many of the technologies being exhibited here at the companies big part of the conversation and part of the improving efficiencies of the machines, the plants, and the industry as a whole. And it is showing why these IIoT technologies will become more and more essential to keep packaging and processing operations competitive and productive. I have heard and seen at many of the booths about the concept of smart factory, digital enterprise, and the digital factory. And precisely one of these digitalization technologies that caught my attention was at the Crohn's booth at the South Hall. Crohn's, the supplier of filling and packaging lines for beverage and 
beverage industry and food producer is showcasing solutions precisely for this digital factory applied for the filling and packaging processes in each production sequence, looking for benefits such as transparency of data for better performance of the packaging unit lines, sorry, which is very important as an industry 4.7 trend. And although these tools have been um, present for a couple of years so far, this is more relevant than ever uh, this, at this digitalization uh, trend. This new tool I'm talking about is called Share to Act Performance, which is a cloud-based service. It's an IIoT platform that allows CPGs to have live overview of the current status of a machine, while at the same time provides visualization of those most relevant KPIs uh, for the, a particular production process. Crohn's states that the CPGs and the brands uh, uh, can, with this tool, pinpoint exactly what areas have unexplored on untapped potential before they keep expanding production lines to gain more productivity. And with this uh, tool, the CPGs get a, a digital image for each of their machines, irrespective of the manufacturer involved. It is a real-time visualization uh, tool, as I said, that provides a schematic overview of your production line, the status of the equipment, including a, a counter of the downtime of the machine, and also a GN diagram summarizing status information of the lead machine and a speed diagram based uh, on the lead machine showing the number of units produced. Right? I thought that was a great technology. Um, Kronz is saying it, it allows to optimize time increase OEE in general and rendering a general view of all the information of the machine with its KPX. Kronz also says this digital cloud a service tool, share to act is available worldwide and 24-7, and it doesn't matter where you are, your company is located. Um, also says um, it, it helps or supports all the area of productions, giving transparency for the operators, uh, giving uh, an overview for all your production process for supervisors and also uh, it's a great tool for benchmarking for your management management for better decision making processes. Very interesting. So from the healthcare perspective, uh, Karen, you've been over in the west side for I would imagine a lot of the show. My whole life, actually. Your entire <laughs> life. Actually, yes, if you came from California, you have been on the west side the entire time. I walked right into that. Anyway, what's happening over in the West Building that you saw that really jumped out at you? Because sometimes we see that healthcare doesn't move as fast because of all the regulations, but you usually can sort of see between the, uh, read between the lines, if you will. Definitely. So something that I'm excited about that I saw yesterday, um, basically when you take, you know, say an ibuprofen, mm -hmm. you generally want it to be the correct weight don't like it to be over underweight. No, I, mean, I would like my dosage to be sort of what the doctor intended, yes. Well, yeah, I think most people uh, could agree with that. So um, in general, we do have capsule and tablet check wares. Um, they do have a couple of drawbacks in that um, basically conventional load cells in um, pharma check wares, they do require the individual tablets to pause for a second. Um, these load cells are also a bit, um, they are sensitive to vibration, and obviously on a busy production floor, vibration is uh, quite par for the course. And so these machines are really heavy, um, and you know we love a good capsule check wire, but I did see a technology that uh, 
that has um, some really good potential. So um, first of all, can you guys hear me okay? I just want to make sure. Cool. Um, so this is Work Microwave, which is over in West Hall. They are a developer and manufacturer of RF electronics technologies and products based in Germany. And they showed the uh, WorkSense FT96 pharmaceuticals weight measurement sensor. And so what's interesting about this, it's a sensor based on the microwave resonance method that can be integrated into filling machines directly. And so it's characterizing the weight of the capsules and tablets in continuous production systems. So where a traditional check weigher needs the capsules to pause in order to, to weigh them, this is having the pills go through continuously. Um, it's not sensitive to vibration. And the actual um, sensor is quite small, so it can be stacked. Uh, I think one of the really interesting things is that because of its small size, it can be integrated into a filling machine, whereas generally a check weigher is a separate machine um, at the end of a filling line. Um, and so uh, it can run at up to 15 capsules per channel per second. And it's a very compact unit, like I said, so stackable. Um, the sensor also features a data acquisition platform attached to the sensor head. So that's monitoring for changes in um, product properties. Um, so you're basically allowed to detect if pharma tablets are fully intact, if they exhibit defects. Um, you have the option to reject under or overweight capsules or cracked tablets. So um, I would definitely check that out if you get the chance. They are a finalist in the PAC Expo International 2022 Technology Excellence Awards. So Very just cool. a little shout out there. Um, and I think it also really has some good potential. We always hear about continuous manufacturing in pharma and Something that's really, you know, still hindering the industry is that we need we need updated sensors. We need real-time information. You can't just continue to process something continuously versus a batch and have something go wrong and not know that something's going wrong. You're wasting product. You're possibly delivering medicine that's not as efficacious. So we really need these updated sensors. And um, and this definitely has some has some potential there. To, um, to really update and, and know what's happening on your line in a, a really fast real way. Yeah. Is it something that you think would be able to be used outside of pharma as well if you're dealing with delicate yeah. snacks and things of that nature? Absolutely, yeah. So it has the potential to pretty much measure anything as long as it's non-conductive. So definitely no metals. Um, saline solutions are going to be a no-go for that. But okay. um, yeah, it has a really wide range of, of potential possibilities for, for what it can measure. So are you telling me there's metal in saline solution? No, saline is conductive because of its salt content. Oh, okay, because of the salt content. Thank you. That, for sure. I needed that cleared up. Anytime. What else did we see over there in the West Hall? Anything else exciting? Um, well, I'm going to popcorn over to Lillian. Okay. I think I, yeah, you guys I'm are working as a team, and that's what I like to hear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Yes, I, I saw two digital printing, actually, technologies that definitely captured my attention. And one is a new release by United Barcode Systems. Uh, it's debuting here at Pack Expo. It's a printer called APLink HRX. And uh, they said it's, it's taking holding to the next level. It is a high-resolution, grayscale inject printer designed for direct coding. Uh, of different type of surfaces, both porous and not porous surfaces. And why do they say it's taking coding to the next level? They said um, first it reaches 1,440 dpi of horizontal resolution for a higher contrast. 
the print head is very flexible. It can be adjusted in all axes, even placed diagonally um, to print boxes carried on an inclined conveyor. It reaches up to 250 meters per minute speed. And its grayscale printing capabilities let clients differentiate elements, for instance, uh, make QR codes darker and better defined, while less relevant uh, information is toned down, obviously saving ink and, and money. This, it is a, a AP-Link HRS series printer uses artificial intelligence to avoid errors, and it also integrates with peripherals, and encoders, and, and beacons, and, and UV LED curing lamps. Uh, it can be also linked and communicate with other printers or, or other series of this printer along the line. And it, it has a simple uh, user interface to control uh, every printing parameter. And uh, last but not least, Sean, I, I saw another very interesting digital printing uh, innovation. Uh, it is at the Atlantic Sizer Boeisha Group stand. Uh, it is a very innovative system for full color inline direct digital printer of flexible narrow web materials. Uh, this system allows brand owners and converters to capitalize on the advantages of on-demand printing and last stage customization of web materials. Since every, uh, since even small batches can be printed, printed efficient, uh, efficiently and visually appealing. Uh, this system, uh, they say, has as a ProFlow inject technology for materials such as foils or laminated flexibles that are used for pouches and stand-up pouches and tubes, tubes and flow wraps and stick bags. And as they put it, this greatly reduces effort of creating the artworks, adapting formats and qualifying of the lines. So overall, it's a lower means lower costs, lower risk, uh, lower uh, project complexity, and, and validation effort. Uh, also, Atlantic Sizer says this Digiland Vario is available in-line, near-line, and offline versions. And definitely, that was, well, that was something very interesting. Very cool. But everything that you spoke of is is all sticking to the let's get more product out more efficiently, faster definitely. things that everybody is usually looking for. Definitely. Fantastic. Can I ask you now, Karen, if you saw anything else? You may. Okay. Did you see anything else out there? I did. <laughs> Could you share it with the public? You know what? I think I will, actually. Thank you. So, okay. So, I know we don't have tons of time, so I'm going to kind of rattle some things off. But first, I really wanted to get to Schubert Additive Solutions Partbox 3D Printer. And so, in essence, it's basically a streaming 3D printer. And customers are only paying for each printing hour. So you may have this in your facility, but you're only basically paying when you're using it. And so it has a lot of really interesting potential um, in terms of being able to print um, things as you need them, you know, right at the end of your line. As they say, from grippers to um, spare parts, uh, it's streamed in their secure digital rights management. Um, and greatly reduces environmentally damaging and lengthy transport of new format parts. So say that a format part breaks on your line, um, you're able to just print a new one right there in real time versus either storing things in already crowded warehouses or waiting for a new format part to come in. So I definitely see a lot of potential in terms of making things more efficient. Um, and I really like that model of just paying when you're using it versus yeah. That's very <laughs> interesting. And it's also, I didn't realize, so you can, I understand the, the way the 3D printer is making the parts to use mm -hmm. um, as an on and as needed basis, but they will be able to be used in pharma because it's usually 
kind of a restrictive environment. So that's where the first question popped into my head. Yeah, so this is really applicable to any industry. Um, I would certainly say that pharma can benefit from it in terms of format parts. Generally, pharma doesn't make changes very quickly. Um, and so anything that's really product contacting, this would likely not be a good um, fit for, but you know, I would check into it. But okay. for the most part, when you're talking about um, production tooling, um, this might be a really good option for folks to be able to you know, replace things if there's suddenly a defective tool or you know, producing new format sets as you, you, you know, change your, your product um, offering. Um, all right, and I know we're definitely running out of time. But I'm gonna give you the last word. We have to talk a little bit about sustainability. Always. Es always, especially in life sciences where things are, have been slower to adapt for really good reasons. Um, I, I was just chatting with um, Kramer, MHI, and Keystone Folding Box, and they all said, you know, customers are basically really clamoring for, for sustainable upgrades. This is not just in the packaging itself with um, material reduction, but energy savings in the machinery. Um, everybody's looking to reduce. We all know at this point that it's reduce, reuse, recycle. Well, in pharma, you barely reuse anything, yes. but um, you're, we're always trying to reduce before we get into recycling. Um, so, uh, and actually something that I thought was interesting is that um, customers have been coming back to look for existing sustainable packaging. So companies, suppliers that launched things a couple years ago at Pack Expo, the pharma companies maybe passed by and said, oh, okay, that's interesting, and walked right on by because they weren't ready for it yet. And now um, they're, we're seeing this renewed um, effort in the life sciences community. And so these existing um, offerings are now getting a renewed push um, from customers. Um, it seems to me like, and again, we keep saying this about pharma and healthcare in general, that it also might be one of those where they're kind of waiting to see if it sticks or if yeah. it is something that's going to yeah. be around that they right. can rely on. Yeah. I forget what the exact quote is, but you know, it's something like everybody wants to be the fastest second one. Yes, exactly. Nobody You're wants to be the test case. So um, yeah, they're returning to things that were released prior. Um, just one thing that came up was uh, Keystone's EcoSlide, which is a child-resistant blister um, that helps to reduce uh, plastic usage. But we also saw this week launching um, Technoplex Healthcare's fully transparent recyclable mid-barrier blister package, which is reported to be the world's first blister and lidding combination that is also transparent. Um, we've definitely been seeing a lot more blister offerings in the past, like, maybe year or two come out. So, um that one's new at the show. Also, Constantia has Perpetua Alta, which is a recycle-ready mono-material barrier sachet, that's a mouthful, mm -hmm. for pharmaceuticals and foods. Um, and lastly, I'll mention um, Shriner Metafarm. So they're coming out with more sustainable iterations of their PharmaTac label and auto-injector label. And so really um, something that comes up, and if you guys in the audience are looking for more sustainable upgrades to your packaging, Something that everyone is looking for right now is the runnability on existing machines because, I mean, it's not to say that we don't need new machines. We absolutely do. New machines offer some really great efficiency benefits, but at the same time, if you can make a change that still runs on your existing machines, that's obviously going to be have some pretty good sustainability benefits. While so, also being more cost effective than having to have the capital right. investment of an entirely exactly. new machine. So yeah, pretty much every supplier I've talked to has said um, that, that customers are asking if they can run 
XYZ material on their existing machine, or they're having material suppliers themselves come up to them at the show, um, or not so much at the show, but prior to it, and you know have them run tests to make sure, hey, we're developing this great new sustainable material, um, but will it run on the on the machines that you guys have? And so, um, yeah, Very that's cool. what I'm the seeing. The collaboration that we're looking for exactly. between materials and um, the machinery makers is exactly what we're looking for. So I would like to thank everyone that took their time to um, come here and join us. I want to thank Lillian again and thank Karen for taking their time and sharing with us. And enjoy the rest of the show. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.